Good morning. This is Sports Matters. Different voice, you know, starting off today. Very calm. You know, not as built up as the other one. As my partner, Kevin. But very calm because you need to be calm while you drive. It's very important. We can't have road rage. It's a very, it's a disease that is very preventable. Anyways, we got a good show coming up. Um, stick around. I like this piano music. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM, Irvine. Playing underground music since 1969. Follow us on Twitter at KUCI FM or like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash KUCI 88.9. This way you can be the first to know when we will be giving away tickets to your favorite concerts, festivals, and events. You can also call in 949-824-5824 to make a special request. KUCI, a community supporting the artistic creativity of all. Good morning, Irvine. Boy, it's hard to beat the intro that my partner Matt Bird had just done, but you have such a nice, calming voice, Matt. I try. I try. <laughs> oh, geez. CDs crash, are Crash. Crash. Bang, boom. You're listening to Sports Matters, and we have a great show for you today. But uh, before we get into that big game last night, we got a little bit of a breaking news here. Bum, bum, bum. Tony Romo has retired. Good. And he's going to join the broadcast booth. Oh, he is? That's he a smart is. decision. I, I think part. it's the best decision for him. And you know what? It's kind of like, you know, Coach John Gruden. Yes, he can come back to the NFL and coach. He can pretty much coach in any best situation. But why ruin a good thing? He's got a great thing going. And Tony Romo, I mean, the sky's the limit when it comes to broadcasting. Yeah, he's an excellent talker. It'll be exciting to see. What else do we got going on? I think we got some NCAA Ugh. basketball just finished What up. do you want to do? You want to start with the women's or do you want to get into the men's game? What's fresh in your mind right now? Well, I mean, what's fresher is – last night's game but because um, I, I tell you the one thing i have to say both tournaments ncaa never shocking. disappoints shocking but let's let's go right into it last night north carolina gonzaga an epic final it was ugly game yes but north carolina edged out and they get a bird award Ooh, they get one <laughs> I, they get my bird award goes to the best student award and that goes to mr may on North Carolina. He showed up to his 8 a.m. and got a standing ovation from his professor after he hit the game-winning shot in the Final Four. Nice. He showed up to his 8 a.m. I can tell you, I would not have done that. <laughs> <The game-winning laughs> I would not have been there. Yeah. Like, I'm taking the day off. I did a lot for the school. You know, got them a lot of notoriety. But congratulations, you get one of those for being the best student award. Absolutely. I second that. <laughs> but the, overall, the game... Too many fouls were called. It was a championship game. It didn't feel like a championship game, though. There was over 40 foul calls in the game. That's a lot. That's too many. And one of the things that kind of affected it was you had Zach Collins foul out early in the second half. Or not early in the second half, but towards the end of the second half. But enough time where... It's crunch time, and it was a tie. It was certainly changed the momentum of the game. It did, and and I think the foul call. There was too many foul calls. North Carolina gets that redemption tour. You know, it finishes up with a huge finale, and they're a good team. They're a really good team. Joel Berry this year was unbelievable, but I don't think they played that well 
I don't think either team really stepped up to the moment. I think towards the end, you know, North Carolina took away what Gonzaga was trying to do. They tried to press, you know, put a little bit too much pressure on themselves. They they try to keep shooting threes and stuff like that, and they they turned over the ball three times at the end of the game, and that's that's not a formula for success. So no, it's tough. And even at the beginning of the game, you know, they were missing a lot of easy shots. That speaking of Gonzaga, actually both teams were missing some easy shots, and I think a lot of that was due to nervousness. And you know, and then also kind of adjusting to the way the referees Officials, were calling the game. Yeah, it was it was very soft. I mean, it was basketball's a contact sport, but I'm not here to you know bag on referees. No, it's, not it, my style. it's such an incredibly tough job. It is such a tough job. But I just thought, you know, my personal kind of watching it, you know, they could have let them play a little bit more, but that's just to my liking and it's not to whatever the higher ups at the NCAA want. Um so it was a good game overall. I think that Gonzaga missed a lot of opportunities. A lot of opportunities. Um and it hurts to lose that way. Yeah. But at the same time I think most of the guys will be back next year. Depends on what Zach Collins decides to do yeah I think they have a strong chance of getting back here just like North Carolina did from a year ago yeah, I mean the they were upset by Villanova Villanova has a knack of doing that once every 30 years of upsetting a big college program oh, I, if you remember that game we were talking about the national championship last year yes not this year. so last year's national championship they had it won with four seconds they made the shot that they needed to make and unfortunately, they hit a miracle shot. A miracle shot. That was that it was. That was an incredible game. And you know what? It shouldn't have turned out that way for UNC. But this year, they get their redemption, and I'm sure, sure it do. feels very sweet for them. And good congratulations to the North Carolina Tar Heels. And then on the flip side, on the women's NCAA tournament, we have to give a congratulations to the South Carolina Gamecocks for uh, winning the championship. Congratulations to them. But that wasn't the biggest game. of the. Well, it is the biggest game because it's the championship game. But the game before that, in the Final Four, Mississippi State ending UConn's 111-game winning streak. Yeah, that was a good job for them. That was an incredible game. I mean, that's unprecedented. I mean, I don't know if we'll ever see that again in sports unless UConn runs off another 111-game win streak. But that was phenomenal. That was was amazing. I mean, they. what can you say? Dak Prescott <laughs> jumping up and down. You know, it was a great game. Hats off to that Mississippi State team. That was that's an incredible mountain to climb. I mean, it's huge because you because you know the year before when they played UConn in the NCAA tournament, they were blown out by sixty points. That's the most dominant team besides, regardless of gender. That's the most dominant team there is right now. It was the UConn women's basketball team, one hundred and eleven straight wins. And they came in, and you know what? They did exactly what they needed to do. I thought, you know, it was a great game by the point guard. I forget her name, but she had an incredible shot. An yes. incredible shot. That right there was for Mississippi State. For Mississippi yes. State. To, and, to prevent overtime. it from going into a second overtime. Yeah. The fact that she was able to dribble the ball down that fast and then catch it, you know, make a quick pass, get the catch, and then was able to shoot it. As the buzzer went off, you know, they didn't really have a whole lot of time. I think they had six seconds when they inbounded the ball. So that's an impressive job by them. And those ladies definitely deserve to be in the national championship game with that effort. Unfortunately, they certainly they, did. Yeah. They didn't have enough cowbell. That's kind of their mantra is, you know, the cowbell. Well, I, I'm sure they expend a lot of energy of us trying to hold UConn down because UConn, like you said, is just a powerhouse. 
Yeah, won four straight national championships. You know, hadn't lost a game in 111 games. You know, 111. You know, but but we're all human. Every now and again, it's going to happen. But you know, hats off to UConn basketball. I mean, like you said, it's still one of the greatest, you know, sports teams of our time. You know, with that kind of run that they had in college, that is. Yeah, it doesn't matter about you know. It's it's one of the most dominant teams that there ever is. You, You look at true who who. They're number two in terms of active wins behind that Miami tennis team that won a lot of games in the 60s and early 70s, or a lot of matches, whatever you want to call it. I don't, I don't, I'm not a big tennis <laughs> buff, but he, they did an um, unbelievable job with Gino Ariema. Unbelievable job. Uh, these ladies should feel proud that they were able to have something. And you know what? He's a great coach because you know what he said after the game? He's like, we made a lot of teams feel what we feel now. That's what he said after the game. And it's true. They did. A lot of yeah. these teams felt very upset. And he said, this is a part of the college experience. Which, is, I mean, like, he's right. You're not going to win every game. I know that they won 111 straight, but that's because they had, you know, girls like Brianna Stewart. Oh, unbelievable. She's an amazing. And then she goes <laughs> to the WNBA. is an unbelievable, you know, so – I really enjoyed watching the Olympics. You know, Brianna Stewart just getting in there. Just even the few minutes she played, she was so productive. Yeah, I've, you look at all these good yeah. WNBA. Diana Taurasi, you know, who just won the WNBA title. You yeah. know, with a Paul Westhead system. <laughs> you know that just that run and gun, run and gun, mm-hmm. just constantly just we're going to outrun you. <laughs> yeah. So, congratulations to the the success that they've built, but. Unfortunately, they were not good enough on that night. But that's all right. I think they're going to start a new streak. Oh, absolutely. And speaking of winning streaks, our UCI women's water polo team is riding an eight-game winning streak right now, and they just uh, took down UC San Diego over the weekend, 6-3. to Yeah. Well, water polo around here is very yeah. big. It's huge. I mean, with a record of 17-6, and six, they're going to be sitting nice when they get into the uh, tournament, which will be coming up shortly. You know, you're uh, still got to finish out your conference, you know, yeah. then have the conference tournaments, but I tell you what, I, I believe their next game is Saturday, 12 noon. It's at UC Santa Barbara. So if you all want to make a little road trip up there, it'd be, <laughs> I'm sure they'd love to have your support. Mm-hmm. You keep this winning streak alive, you know. Let's let's keep it going. This keep is going. a time that you want to be playing your best, whatever sport you're in. In this case, is water polo. I, I, I have to give it up to them. Wow. I mean, just, just to play that sport, I have a hard time just keeping my head above water. <laughs> yeah, it's tough because people are, like, kicking you underneath. And oh, stuff. just They're how they rise up, how they rise up and just make those shots is amazing. And another streak that's going on here at UCI is our UCI men's volleyball team, ranked number five in the country, and they're riding a six-game winning streak, and they're going to close out their season this weekend at the Bren. Uh, they got Stanford Friday at 7 p.m., and I'm pretty certain I'll be attending that game. And they got Pepperdine on Saturday at 7 p.m. And, you know, an additional award that we can give out is the Buffalo Wild Wings Honor Award went to Tamir Hiroshenko, who I've been I've, I've been saying he's been doing a good <laughs> job for this volleyball team, and now he gets some recognition that he deserves. So he won the Buffalo Wings Wild Wings Honor Award. So good for him, and it's a player of the week. So good job for him. Men's baseball uh, finishes up their homestand. How is our men's baseball team looking? I know they've been having a very they, challenging season so far. They have. They, they, I mean, they've been playing tough teams. So 
it's it's been a lot on their their hitting has been very contact wise they've been scoring a lot of runs in the early part of the year but now they're starting to struggle um i think that you know they rely a lot on guys like mikey duarte and a few others that are seniors but you know what they had a tough home stand and they ended up losing the series to bakersfield and uh i think they're gonna get it going back soon um they play cs uh long beach I've tr- i try to say the initials and i can never <laughs> say them right Long Beach, St- uh, Long Long. Beach State. Yeah, I need to just stop saying initials. The LBC. LBC. LBC's coming to town. So <laughs> I like it. Well, that should be a great game there. And speaking of baseball, we had opening day yesterday. Well, there was opening night. You know, Cardinals and Cubs taking that, and the Cardinals taking the game from the Cubs. Yeah, and then that's you... the showcase game. But um, but then yesterday was a big opening day. Yeah, and... big opening day and a big opening day win for the Dodgers. Even though I don't like saying it, but hey, but you know what? I, I give you it up to you. You know, you're, you're you're honest, and you give your honest p- opinion. But mm-hmm. how about this Madison Bumgarner? What oh. a game did he have uh, Two yesterday? Two home runs. It was on Sunday, but uh, yeah, who, who, who he cares? hit? Two home runs. Two home runs. I was getting bogged down with the details. Two home runs. He had a no hitter going through seven, and then the Giants blew it. So. Yeah, it happens. These things happen. They'll figure it out. I mean, I hope they figure it out. There's still 161 games yeah, 161 to go. 161 games. The Angels opened up against the A's yesterday, and Mike Trout hit a home run, and it's looking positive for them. So I'm liking this Angels squad. This Mike Trout, obviously the best player in baseball right now, and he hasn't even reached his ceiling yet. Yeah, no, he – he deserves the comparison. He's just such an amazing. Uh, he's just an amazing player to watch. Is uh, like uh, you know, every once in a while I'll go to an Angel game. Usually, well, last year my Reds were in town, but just to see him play is just one of the main reasons why I go. <laughs> yeah, I mean they were they played well. They ended up losing though. That's it's a tough loss to open up with. But you're at the A's. Um, I think their pitching staff is what the big question mark is. But I'm glad to see Garrett Richards back. Yes. I'm very glad to see him back because he's a very good pitcher and they need pitching. Yes, they do. So, yep, that about wraps up what happened in the opening day. Yeah, you know, baseball, it's just such a long it's season. A long we want to recognize opening day. You know, my hometown in Cincinnati, the Reds lost 4-3, to three, but it's not so much the actual game. It's all the festivities that go on. It's the only city, you know – in the nation that actually celebrates opening day the whole city closes down they had this huge parade you know during the day they got all these festivities going on the ceremonies and recognizing you know you know certain people the heroes and by the time the game gets started you know the baseball team they're just like their anxiety is just you know through the roof just like we just want to get this game going we just want to get it going and finally when it gets going they're just they usually come out stale they actually have a losing record on opening day but it's just such a fun event to go to. It's just unlike any other city where this city just shuts down. It's all about opening day, the Reds. The stadium is sold out. It feels like you're at a World Series game. Uh, that's like and then it goes away. Yeah. It goes <laughs> Once away. the season goes, because they're, they're still in rebuild mode, you know, so I'm hoping for the best for the Reds. But uh, 161 games left. That's, exactly. That's a lot. That's a lot. I so, mean, the, what, there's 365 days in a year? 161 of them have baseball. <laughs> That's pretty impressive. In but itself. 161 over 188 
eighty something day span. Hey, that's the durability that baseball. You know, you gotta be durable if you're gonna play baseball. But I want to get into NHL. I think we we need to start talking that now well, because no, of po- I, I got some breaking news. Oh, what's okay. the breaking news? We love breaking news. Didn't Kevin <laughs> Durant will be back on Saturday. Kevin really? Durant. Really? KD returns back from injury. He'll probably be on minutes restriction, but KD's back. The NBA starting to heat up. We got five games. How do you left. think that's going to work out? Because the Warriors have been playing really well without Kevin Durant, and now with him coming back in a mix, you think Kevin's just going to be one of those type of stand-up guys? He'll just find his way back in and work his way. What the Warriors are doing right now? Well, I, I think you know Mark Jackson said it best. It'll take Kevin Durant two possessions with the ball to get himself acclimated, and then he'll be fine. So I'm not too worried about it. Um, we will see him on minutes restriction. You don't want to bring him back and have him play, you know, the 35-plus. No, there's really no need. Him. They're playing uh-huh. really good ball right and now. And especially, you, you, I mean, the magic number after the game against, I forget who, uh, but the game on Sunday, the magic number was three for the first-place spot and uh, over the Spurs. So if they win three more games, which is, is looking like they will, they play the Minnesota Twi- uh, the Minnesota Timberwolves. And you never and want to say they got something locked up, but I don't the Warriors they, will be the number one seed. They're the best team in the West. Yeah, I think that they, they have been for the up. last several seasons. You know, they are the best team relatively in the NBA, one of the best teams. Uh, Cleveland, boy, I tell you, if they finish out as a second seed, do you know who's sitting in the seventh seed? Who? Chicago Bulls. Who season that, swept the Cavaliers this with year? All that, uh, with all not that, that, that means anything. They've had with all that turmoil the Bulls have gone through this season. Uh, this whole you know nonsense with the whole the leaders of the team, Dwayne Wade and and uh, Jimmy Butler calling out the younger guys, and then we got Rondo kind of snapping back at them, and all this turmoil with them not liking their head coach Fred Hoiberg. Which how do you not like Fred Hoiberg? That's a little ridiculous. But um, I but think we don't know. We're not on we this. Don't know. Yeah, we, That's just what we hear through yeah. the media. Because I, I don't know. I'm not consider like the source. Fly on the wall in the locker room. Like, oh, he said this. No, like, I'm just doing it from my perspective. And I think the Bulls have a good young team. But we'll see how it ends up. It, it's out. always a different story in the playoffs. You know, once it starts, even though you're you're swept by a team, you know, once a playoff start. Cavaliers will step it up, and they'll probably yeah. end up, you know, take you. Know, you got to win four out of seven. But they, the problem for the Cavs is they don't have a center. They really don't. No, they signed they don't. Larry Sanders, that old, the guy he hasn't played for two years, but he was very good for the Bucks. No, he was a, he, he was a really good player, you know. But uh, two years out of the league, and the league has changed so much, mm-hmm. it's going to take a little time for him to get back into swing of things yeah, but what see, about kevin love is has kevin he been Love's, playing yeah he's been playing okay and uh i mean like now they got their full three back which is good going into the playoffs but we'll see i mean defensively they struggle the king will have probably have to play the power forward position for the most part and then move love down to the center that's tough for them because he wants to stretch out to the perimeter like, you can love still do that he could threes. oh yeah love can do that but then, yeah, you, then, then you only then, have one person. Yeah, then you rebounded. won't have any, exactly. You won't have anybody doing any good defensive rebounding, and because with that lineup, you can't put J.R. Smith in it. You know? Tristan Thompson. Tristan Thompson has to be in that line. So he'll yeah, probably he has play to the be center. in the lineup. He, he pretty much is your center now. I don't know. Are you listening, Tyron Lou? You listen to these lineup adjustments? <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Well, anyways, we got to get to my favorite favorite yes. time of the year: NHL playoffs. Anaheim. 
Ducks. They qualified for the playoffs. They're in the number one spot in the conference. Or not in the conference, in the division, I'm sorry. They're number three in the conference, number one in the division. So they're looking at the number three seed. But the thing is, the schedule down towards the end of the year was not favorable to us. We got to play the Flames again, who we just beat. And it's tough to beat the same team twice. Right. Okay. We have that going for us. And then the next game after that, we have to play the Chicago Blackhawks, who's one of the best teams in the NHL and one of the Ducks' just Achilles heels. They always they find a way to beat the Ducks some way, somehow. But well, you know that, well, different team, different year. And then lastly, you got to play the Kings, who yeah, is a rivalry. So it's, yeah. it's a tough stretch for the No, you're right. Three. You're right. The Kings, doesn't matter what the record is with Kings and Ducks. It's just, you know, each team, they, they want to win that game. Yeah. You, you got to throw the records out. It's Southern California, you know, you, what do you call it, bragging rights? Like, yeah, we're the kings of Southern California. Or we'll see. Well, we're they, the ducks of Southern California. They're not Cali- making the playoffs <laughs> this year, though. They they got – No, the kings are out. They got bounced. Yeah, they're, they're bounced. Nashville's kind of got the 8C, you know, locked in. But, uh, you know, it's it's good, though. I'd like to see what Anaheim could do with, with the Blackhawks. I mean, you know, the worst-case scenario, if they could take two out of three, it would be nice, you know, to just uh, – Try different things with the Blackhawks, doing something a little bit different. It depends on what Edmonton and the Sharks do. But right now they got two points on them, which is good. So we're hoping for overtime games or losses because then you only get one for overtime and you don't get any for a loss. Now I'll tell so, you, the Eastern Conference of the NHL is stacked. I mean, you got the stacked. Washington Capitals, Pittsburgh Penguins, Columbus out, come out of nowhere, Montreal. Okay. Got your nice Canadian team in there. You know, rounds out the top four. I mean, I, th- they- this has been coming for Columbus. This has been a slow buildup for Columbus, for sure. They have traded a lot of picks, and they've traded for a lot of picks, I should say, and they have drafted very well. I really like Seth Jones. He's Pop. Do you know who Popeye Jones is? Yes. Do you know who Popeye Jones oh, is? Oh, yes. For the, the old Mavericks player. That's his son. Really? That's his son. Nice. And former NBA players. You know, his his son wanted to play hockey. Unbelievable hockey player, by the way. He's one of the he's a tall guy. I think he's like six six and he's big. He, he has a good slap shot and he can score offensively. Uh, he can score as a defenseman, which is very important in hockey. I mean, that's huge. Yeah, it is huge because and the, and the Ducks have two of those guys, who, who can score on the offensive end, and you don't find that very often in Cam Fowler and. Sammy Votnin. So it's kind of, you know, the good news about the Ducks is that we're in the lead with two points, but the bad news is is that we have to go through a tough schedule. But I want to say that we are riding the hot hand. We've only lost once in the past, I think it's five games. We've lost once. We're four and one. That, and that's and that's a key, Matt. You want to be playing your best hockey at this time of year. So you take that momentum going into the your your very first playoff series. Tentatively it would be against the St. Louis Blues. Tentatively. Yeah, yeah, at risk. So but, best of seven. Is hockey same way? Best of seven all rounds. Yeah. It, the Stanley Cup is one of the toughest championships to win. It really is. It's, it's grueling because you think about how grueling of a sport hockey is. You think about it, too. You look, I mean, in the past, like, 30 years, has anybody ever three-peated? Let alone, it's so hard to repeat no. as it is. Yeah. You, you have know. to have a really good team, like a really, really good team. It's just tough. Um, oh, I also have some more news. That Bring I, it on. Oh, you know who's going to Nationals this weekend? Who? UCI Quidditch. What? UCI Quidditch will Our be Quidditch in, team. in Florida competing They're, with the best Quidditchers. 
Wow. I know that Quidditchies, however you say. Quidditchers? <laughs> Quidditchers, Quidditchies, I don't know. <laughs> but they're competing against the best in the United States. It's going to be fun for them. I so mean, what, now when did they head out? Are they heading out this week? Is the, yeah, sometime this week. Uh, they got to adjust to the time zone. Uh, I know that they, they're renting two cars for the weekend. <laughs> oh, so they're doing the drive. In, See, no, that's they're, a, not, they're not driving. They're going to fly and rent a car. Oh, I got there. you. Okay. So I'm sure they go check out some stuff in Florida, but best of luck to them. They're, Absolutely. And you know what? This is a good time to go to Florida. It's in the spring. It's not too humid right now. The weather's tolerable. Cause I tell you, man, you get in the summertime, that humidity—that's what—that's what gets you out here. We have that this nice dry climate, which I absolutely love. But when you get to Florida, it just that air is so thick, so dense. It just—you walk outside, it's like someone threw a bucket of water on you. Ugh. You're already like hot and sticky, you know. Oh, so, I'm already sweating. <laughs> just just thinking about it, but yes, go to our Quidditch team. Yeah, you know? go do I something mean, fun. But remember, it is a business trip. You know, you're trying to get. We're trying to, you know. Prop up UCI as best as we can. Indeed, you know UCI. I mean, there's a lot of great things going on with the, with the sports here, and and they're doing great some, things. Some great Continue winning to streaks. Do great things. Get back to our men's volleyball team. You know, here's the thing: they're closing out this weekend, so you got Friday and Saturday. Then you have the conference tournaments, and, and for volleyball, it's so incredibly hard to get into the NCAA tournament. You pretty much have to win your conference tournament or be a runner up. Do you know Paul. how many teams there are? I think it I think it's either 16 teams make it to that S- tournament. Only 6 teams make it to the NCAA tournament, but with all your conference tournaments, you know, you have probably maybe a total of 24 teams. So they take the best two of each of those conferences and then um, once you have the final 6, only two teams have a bye. So you play to get oh, in and I then see. you have the final 4 and then down to the championship. So, but I'm, I'm highly confident of our UCI men's team. I really believe that. Well, they got to continue to put it in work, you know. They've oh, been they doing know. a good job. They know. I, volleyball around here is huge. It doesn't matter. The schools around here are very good volleyball players. If you look historically, Stanford's good at volleyball, too. So any California team I like. Oh, this Give is a, jazzy. Yeah, get a little something-something. Something. Thank you, Jared Lovell. You know, always having the the good stuff from his uh, great show that he runs on Monday nights from 6 to 8. What's it called? Give him the shameless plug. Come on. Oh, let me look it up because I don't know offhand. I know. I'm putting you on the spot. You are, but you know what? I I, I need to know because he was one of my favorite trainers. He really taught me the shinding. But I'm going to tell you right now, he does a show. The Dread Zone. The I dread knew it. It was at the tip zone. of yeah. my tongue. I like that show. Six to eight. I like every that show. Monday. I mean, he has people from all over listening to his show. He, yeah, he does a great job. And you know what? Listen tomorrow if you're curious about social media. Tomorrow, eight a.m. Ryan Folan. He's on for an hour. An hour talking about the social media world, which you know I'm not. I'm not very. And he, I will, know, not very knowledgeable, and I'm a young person. He's helped me. We've come a long ways, but he will get you notified. He will get you notified. That's <laughs> a show. Get notified. But we, exclamation mark. Matt and I want to hear from you. I mean, we get a lot of support from both his grandmas, and we uh, really, really appreciate you both. Thank you uh, for being such loyal listeners. I love both of them. Hugs. Hugs. But uh, you can blog us at blog.sportsmattersradio.com. Again, that's blog.sportsmattersradio.com. And, and you know, shoot us a, shoot us a comment. We'll yeah. talk about whatever you want to talk about. Mm-hmm. We're open to suggestions. 
Absolutely. And then coming up next, we have Kenny Jones with News and Views, followed by Ask a Leader with Claudia Shambal. So we got quite a lineup for you today. Until then, I'll try my soft voice. Enjoy your drive to Enjoy your work. Enjoy your drive. <laughs> that was very soft.